instead of saying like a new year's goal or new year's resolution i like to say target so this is like my target for this year because when you think about a target you won't always hit bullseye right but you're always going to get nearer to the bullseye each time you practice, each time you show up, and each time that you you pull that bowstring, and each time that you try, you're gonna get a little bit better and a little bit closer each time. Welcome to the Horsewoman Project, a podcast where we talk about all things horsewoman, from relationships to truck issues, taking care of your nutrition and fitness, and of course, horses. Good morning, Michaela. How is 2023 treating you so far? Hey, Camry. Oh, it's been going good. We have been doing a lot of traveling and all the things. Um, I stayed up way too late the other night with my brothers. So my (laughs) my brothers are all big computer guys, Mm -hmm. right? And big into gaming. And I've never been into gaming. (laughs) So my one brother, he bought me this game with a character that you like you're able in the game you're able to catch and train horses so he's like you have to play this game (laughs) okay so we're we're playing it and to get like the beginning of it you have to get out of this certain area before you can go out to where there's horses so it's like well we have to get out of this area while you're here to get it and it took me forever Like, yeah, I don't play games. He just sat there and laughed at me for like six hours. Well, I don't play it for six hours, but for like four hours. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny. So I've been playing that a little bit when I feel really stressed. It's a very good just like shut my brain off activity. But I'm like, oh my goodness. Well, and that's the key, I think, is like with stress, some people think that you just shouldn't have stress. Yeah. And it's like, actually, stress is can be a good thing for your body but just being able to like you said notice it do those things that help you lower that stress cup because I actually I love that description of it is if you think of it as a cup of water Mm -hmm. and every time you have a frustration or some stress it adds so much water into your stress cup or your frustration cup right Mm -hmm. but then if you have those things like a game or a or reading or a meditation or going for a walk or whatever Mm -hmm. that like dumps some of the water back out of that cup then it never overflows and gets like (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly and recognizing like which level you're at because sometimes it can sneak up on you or sometimes I'm like Mm -hmm. oh crap like now I'm at like a level 10 and I've got to do like some big things to bring this back down right now yeah (laughs) but one thing that's helped me too and it's been just this last year because I really have struggled with stress and like nervous system issues so that just this last year really focusing on that has been really helpful but also changing my language around it has been very mm-hmm. helpful so like recognizing like with my business right now okay is this true stress because when you think about it stress is there to keep you safe like that's why we have stress it is there to help you fight to help you run away right and so recognizing and go okay is this a true stress situation where I need to run away or I need to fight or like something needs to change. So like in our world, are we going to fight or flee away from everything? No, but there are going to be points where it's like, instead of fighting or fleeing, we need to change it, right? Something needs to shift. Something needs to change in this situation. So being able to identify, okay, is this something that needs to shift and change? Or is this something that actually like 
is causing me excitement and my body is registering that as stress because you get very similar biological responses when you're excited versus when you're stressed, right? Like your heart rate goes up. You feel kind of that jittery feeling. Sometimes you'll have the butterflies in your stomach. So being able to identify that and label it differently. So when things come up with my business, like right now I'm launching my group coaching program. I'm super excited about it. Super nervous about it. We're launching our podcast. I'm super excited about and super nervous about, but being able to really understand like, oh, like this is just excited nerves. Yeah, you know, and being able to identify the fact that oh no, I'm I'm nervous, but I'm also really excited about this. That just just putting that label on it is very helpful for me to be like, oh, my body just responds a little bit differently. It's able to be like, oh, like I recognize that I'm safe. Like nothing's wrong. Nothing needs to change. We're just excited. And then in the yeah. moments where I'm where I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed that way, I try to really look at it and be like, okay does something need to change? That's when I like start journaling because a lot of times I can figure out like just through writing, like my random thoughts that come up, figuring out like, oh, this thing keeps coming up. This is the thing that probably needs to shift or change here. But yeah, for sure. Well, and even just seeing stress as a necessary and helpful part of making you a strong person. My husband, Larry told me about this study and I don't, it's been a long time since I since he told me about it. So I don't remember the details, but the overall idea of it was uh, one group of people, they played them a PowerPoint presentation about how stress is bad and stress is so not good for your body because it creates this and this and this. And so it just tears your body down. And then the other group of people, they did a presentation about how stress is so good for your body because it helps build all these things. And, And it was interesting to see the difference in the group of people that were told that stress is good versus the people that were told that stress is bad. People handle it so much better when they're like, yes, this is good and this is necessary and and it helps me become a better person. And I'm just thinking back to our situation yesterday where some negative comments came up with like our podcast and we're, we're talking about it. And this is one thing, like, especially this last year as I've worked with like multiple business coaches and really like changed my mind frame around getting negative comments because you're going to get those like no matter what you do no matter how good you're looking no matter what you say somebody's not going to like something you know um and just looking at that comment and being able to be like oh okay like take take the constructiveness if there is any out of those comments and realize like oh well that's something that maybe I should apply in in the future But also realizing, too, that most people who are going to be, like, spouting negative things at you, who are going to be giving you unsolicited advice or or unsolicited criticism, most of the time, those people are coming from, like, their own stories, their own backgrounds, their own insecurities, and realizing that and being able to say, oh, hey, like, I recognize, like, parts of what this commenter said is definitely a personal insecurity thing and it has nothing to do with me and being able to like really look at that logically it can be very hard because sometimes like emotionally you're like oh my gosh this person hates us it's like no it's just just they're speaking from their own insecurities and being able to recognize when somebody is doing that can also be very helpful in this day and age because that is our stress causers right is other people and their opinions is what's causing us to feel like we have to fight the tiger and right and it's just, yeah, 
So being able to really like take a step back and, and look through things a little bit logically can be helpful in those situations. Yeah. But it's it's been good. I've gotten some really good feedback from it. Definitely re-listened to it myself too and went, oh my gosh, we've grown so much. I oh, can't I wait know. to redo these interviews, guys. <laughs> we oh. we have grown so much. Yeah. But it's good to see too. I'm glad we've grown. I'm glad I'm yeah. not looking at that going, man, you know, like that was the best we've ever done because that means we've gone nowhere. <laughs> right. And there's so much to where it's like, oh, we only have like an hour, hour and a half. I know. I, there's so much more that we can get into. <laughs> I know. We can talk for like eight hours today and still keep talking. <laughs> that is your, you're a nice superpower. We can talk. <laughs> Hence why we're podcasting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, with it being the new year, I know you said you wanted to talk about like New Year's resolutions and things. Did you have a certain way you want to take this or do we want to just kind of roll with it? So I'm curious, Michaela, part of why I want to talk about it is I want to know like what's your perspective on resolutions? Do you like them? Do you hate them? Do you... I don't know. What do you, how do you feel about New Year's resolutions? <laughs> no, that's a good question. I've actually been asking myself this question for a few years now because um, I have a love-hate relationship with them because I feel like coming up to the new year, most people, and I've definitely fallen in this, and this is why I've done this reflection, we write the same things every single year like think about all the years you've written down oh I want to lose 20 pounds or oh I want to I want to work out every day or oh I want to do this and then you come up to the next January and realize you didn't do it and so you write down those same three things and then the next January and you write down the same three things to me that is unhelpful like you you learned that tells me you learned nothing <laughs> one from from a whole year of experiences you learned nothing and then two I feel like when you set the same goal and you constantly don't achieve it, you lose trust in yourself. And so it's like, yeah, you might be writing that down, but you already have that nagging feeling in your head of like, yeah, but I haven't accomplished this the last four years. So why, why am I thinking I'm going to accomplish it now? So what I like to do and how I have changed that is I like to look at my year and review it like honest review. So I start off with writing down what are my wins? And I, I have like my three pillars, which is my business, my relationships, and then um, like anything personal, normally that's with my horses, right? So what are the wins that I did this last year? And I just sit down and I have to write like 20 for each thing because it really makes you think, right? If you mm -hmm. write down three things, it's like, I can easily come up with three things. But man, when you come up with 20 things, you really have to think. And it really opens your eyes to be like, wow, actually I've done a lot this year. Like, look at, look at where I was and look at where I've grown. So I like to do that. And then instead of saying like a new year's goal or new year's resolution, I like to say target. So this is like my target for this year, because when you think about a target, you won't always hit bullseye right? But you're always going to get nearer to the bullseye each time you practice, each time you show up, and each time that you you pull that bowstring, and each time that you try, you're going to get a little bit better and a little bit closer each time. So I like to say a New Year's target, like my, I've got a target for my business, I've got a target for my relationships, I've got a target for my horses. But I also come at that and go, okay, like it's going to take me showing up, these are, you know, and it's going to take me pulling that bowstring 
every so often to get closer to that target. So then I look and go, okay, what, what kind of a, what do I need? What are the small steps to get there? So for instance, one of my targets this year is to do at least one um, long distance ride on Sandy. So to my, my reps to get there, it's like, okay, I've got to be able to buy by spring. I need to, I need to have my schedule set up so I can ride three times a week going, you know, about 15 miles to 30 miles a week. Um, I need to be able to check her heart rate. I need to be able to have like my tracking system set up so, so I can help her perform at the level that I want her to perform at. Right. I want her to be able to just be so well conditioned that she just loves it. Right. That we both have a good experience. So I have like my certain targets for that. For my fitness and my, my body, like my target this year, it's, it's very different than any other year. Like normally I am shooting for, oh, I want to be able to like be as lean as possible and keep that. And it's like, no, actually this year, especially as you and I have talked and I've, I've noticed things and we've had, we did one podcast where we talked about the societal norms and how it perceives body and, and body image and things. And as I've thought about that, I'm like, you know what? No, I don't, I don't want to portray something that's fairly unattainable for most people. I want to show people like what health actually looks like, what they can realistically achieve. And so one of my targets for that is to be able to do a photo shoot that portrays me just being me, not me after six months of dieting to get super lean and then having, you know, like, and, and having this really unrealistic expectation body-wise going into a photo shoot. So my target this year, like this spring, I really want to do a photo shoot with my horses, like really showing people that, hey, this is what a normal body looks like after doing, you know, what I do, like in, in the habits that I do. Cause I feel like a lot of times you don't see that, you know, like you'll see my pictures when I'm photo shoot lean. And I feel like that's not helpful, you know, and I, I do want to change that branding for myself and say, you know what? No, this is what health actually looks like. This is what being a natural equestrian athlete looks like. It does not look like six pack abs all the time. It does not look like you know, sunken in cheeks and, and really like just a level of leanness that is hard to maintain. I want it to look like something that, that when a girl looks at me, she goes, wow, I can do that. Like I can actually do that. And yes, it takes hard work and it does take consistency, but it is definitely achievable. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Cause especially (laughs) since I've like started with you, you know, how Facebook algorithms have like they show you advertisements based mm-hmm. on things you click on and things that um, they find on your phone and whatnot. So I've been getting all of these things showing up in my Facebook feed of like lose 20 pounds and look like this. Mm-hmm. And these women that are like, not my body type and not like, not that I couldn't get that lean. Like if I chose to, and I really, really worked hard for it, I could get there. It's just not something I have ever really desired is to be at that level because that is like level 100 (laughs) or 200 maybe even with some of them um so it's yeah I guess it can just get frustrating seeing that constantly and just being like stop telling me I need to be like this big (laughs) because it's yeah there's a lot of it out there oh yeah Facebook algorithms I'm like stop (laughs) showing me this crap (laughs) I know I know and 
you know what too because my algorithms are something similar but they definitely show like the elite fitness model athlete you know who's on stage that's what I get a lot Mm. and that's definitely something like man like I find it so inspiring for myself Mm. but at the same time really spending the last two years and really knowing what it takes to be there and the level of fixation and the level of I I can't think of the right word, but like consistency um, Mm. that it takes to have that. And to really, really understanding the fact that being that lean for most people, like probably 99.9% of people is not healthy. So when you're looking at the athletes that they're showing now, it's, it's like this opposite extreme. It's like, yeah, instead of having your Victoria's Secret models who are stick thin you're having these athletes and fitness people, which is great. Like, I'm glad that we're promoting exercise. I'm glad we're promoting like that kind of stuff, but you almost have the same level of disordered thinking when you get to, when you get to that level. Right. So it's like, you have the same disorder. It's just like on different sides of the spectrum, instead of, you know, you're growing muscle instead of trying to minimize muscle growth. Right. Like if we look at those, if we look at those models, um, and really understanding that I spent a lot of time this year to just being really frustrated with myself because I really like wanted to be able to stay lean. I really wanted to be able to be like ripped all the time. And just the fact that, you know what, my life and my mental health cannot handle doing that, at least not right now, right? And maybe sometime down the road, I will be able to, but it would take me weighing every little thing out. Like I would have to take a scale to the restaurant with me if I ever ate out. I would never not be able to have a non-tracking day. I would have to be able to prioritize steps and training and everything over anything. Right. And for me, it's just not what I need right now for, for my life, for my health and for my mental health. And that's not the kind of consistency I want from my clients either. And I do get like a little worried that if I get to that point, like I will, I will, you, you start to expect from people what you're willing to put in. Right. And that is not where I want my business to go. That is not what I want to lead my clients through. That's not my mission. My mission is to help horsewomen be more healthy, be stronger, and find confidence in themselves, not lead them down a path of being extra, extra lean. I really want to help horsewomen just be healthy, find balance, and be strong and confident. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say is there's that word again, that balance that we talk about a lot. And, and I feel like that's what your coaching program is about because like with me, when my stress levels went way up, we pulled back on my intensity of what I was doing with my workouts because it was like between the physical stress of pushing myself that hard in a workout as well as all the mental stress I was going through. And so it was really nice to have a coach that wasn't just like, push through it. <laughs> like It was like, hey, let's work on the mental aspect this week um, and make sure that that is where it needs to be so that you can have that balance um, and not be, like you said, so fixated on just one element, uh, but being able to balance all the elements of, you know, your mindset, your, your workouts, your nutrition. But yeah, it's, it's all about that balance. And I think that's awesome. That's an amazing goal. 
Well, so. thank you. And I just to touch on that, it kind of goes back to what we were saying at the beginning with with stress and everything. But a lot of people don't look at training as like it, it is a stressor. And yeah, there are aspects of training that can be stress relieving. And it's definitely helpful to be stress relieving. But like when Camry is talking about her stress levels, it was like max 10, like her cup was overflowing. She was so stressed. And if we had pushed her in her workouts, we would have just increased that stress versus actually supporting her body and and recovering from it. So when we say pull back too, it's not like she just didn't work out. She did work out. We just pulled back the intensity and we made it more about, Hey, being mindful, being consistent and just realizing going balls to the wall right now is not going to be conducive to a healthy body at this moment. You don't always need to like die in your workouts and you shouldn't always die in your workout because you're not going to grow that way either. Well, and I feel like with goal setting with resolutions, a lot of people set these huge, like lofty way up their goals. And I feel like that's almost the norm is for people to like, I want to do this. That's like, way up there and again it's like you said it it almost sets you up in this pattern of failure because you set this huge huge thing and then if you don't set up those little small steps to accomplish that and you don't like have someone like a coach or a friend or a spouse to help like keep you in check along the way and um, keep you accountable and things then you again you know January 1st comes around the next year and it's like oh crap you know, I didn't, I didn't work on that. I didn't do that. And, and so then you just every year feel like, like you're not progressing. Um, so a couple years back, it was probably two or three years ago, I downloaded this like print at home planner thing that was for setting goals. It was for like your new year's resolutions and the overall idea of it. I liked because it, it was like, set up your like things that you value so your your values and beliefs and then it went over kind of like you talked about different pillars so with like personal life work life um parenthood um and so you could pick a few different like focuses and but then it had you set up like small action steps but the problem that i found with it was it wanted you to be working on like at least three different things at the same time because you were working on the one for your for your work life and for your home life and for your parenting and for your spousal relationship or um, several things and I feel like that actually can set you up for failure as well is trying to work on too many at once and I feel like like for me I guess I I enjoy having an overall focus for my year, something to bring me back to my why, bring me back to what's important to me. And then that will help me achieve things. And, and like I set goals throughout the year, like I started in October with you. And so for me on January 1st, it's like, my goal isn't to get started on something. It's just to keep showing up with what I'm already doing. Uh, but I definitely like had set that goal back in October of, you know, I want to lose roughly this amount of weight. Uh, and, and, and so I had that fitness goal, but again, it was, I had you to help keep me accountable, to help keep me working the steps and going through the system. Um, so I think having goals throughout the year is a really good thing and doing like one at a time, 
Uh, but when you start adding multiples together, I feel like it's kind of the same thing with horses too, to kind of relate it here. If you start working on, like, say you have a brand new colt and it's their first ride out in the arena and you're trying to work on, okay, we need to teach you how to steer and we need to teach you how to go. It doesn't work very well. You have to drop the steering and teach them how to go first. Because if you don't have willing forward motion, trying to shape lazy motion is extremely difficult. <laughs> it is extremely difficult. <laughs> so yeah. if you cannot get forward motion, you shouldn't even be at that next step yet. You shouldn't even be steering yet. Um, and, and especially when like, again, you have the third thing, which is their mindset of working on that destination addiction. When they get out in a new space, they're like, oh, I want to be over here. I want to be by my friends. I want to go check this out. And they're not used to paying attention to a writer up there. So you, when you add these multiple things in a row and you're like, no, don't go over there here. Let me teach you how to steer that you've never done before. And I want you to willingly move forward with a squeeze of my leg or, you know, whatever your cues happen to be. And your horse is just like too many, like, whoa. And they, and they, it doesn't work well. And I feel like it's the same way for humans. If you set like this, this, and this, and this goal, it's like, well, if you have four goals for your year, maybe break it into quarters, work on your first goal for the first quarter of the year, that first three months, and, and then work on your next one and then work on your next one. Cause it, it just gets to be too much, I think for most people. And then they just, well, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw it in the trash now because I didn't get any of them done. Whereas you would probably be better off for your year if you set one goal or one focus and actually achieved that one versus setting three or four or five and achieving none of them. So I think that's one of the things with resolutions too, that it's, it's hard because you do want to achieve a lot. And like, I'm, I'm that way too. I, I like to achieve. I like to earn those gold stars and like do all the things. And so sometimes trying to like tone that down and just be like, no, like simplify, do one at a time. And it, it's hard because you do, you want to achieve, but you will get so much further, so much faster by going slower, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, 100%. I get a lot of clients who come to me and going, yeah, well, I, I work out maybe one time a week right now, but I'm going to work out six with you. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> no, you're not like, well, let's tone this back down. Cause it is very common to get that. Like I'm going to work out seven days a week all the time. And it's like one though, you don't need to, you know? So like, let's be realistic about those goals. So it's like with, with the Colts analogy there, be realistic. Like if your horse doesn't know how to move forward and doesn't know how to handle your weight, forward at all, asking him to do all those things isn't going to be possible. So asking yourself to do those same things, just like you were saying, is not possible. You just can't. But we all do it. I mean, I had to, even even this year, as I'm looking through things, I'm like, man, yes, I have these big lofty goals. But as I really look at those and go, okay, is this something, one, that I actually realistically want to handle? Like, I've got some big goals for my business this year that scared the crap out of me, you know, and make me stressed. And and I looked at my husband even yesterday, and I'm like, okay, yes, I'm moving forward towards this goal, even now. And I, I'm getting that, like, response of, oh, like, that upper limit problem we, we've talked about in the past where I'm hitting that upper limit, and I'm like, maybe I should just pump the brakes. Like, maybe I should just do that. And guys, it's January 4th <laughs> and I'm already feeling like, oh, maybe I should pump the brakes. But what that also tells me is, man, I've 
I've set a goal that I can achieve. I know logically I've done all the, all the thing around. I can achieve this. I can do it, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be really uncomfortable and it's not going to really put me out there and it's not going to make me feel awesome all the time. It is going to be really uncomfortable. And in, in uncomfort is when you get growth in anything. And like going back to the horses, I was thinking about like with your cult analogy, we've talked a lot about how Sandy and I struggle with loping. And as I've really changed our focus from like showing in ranch riding or doing whatever to, okay, let's, let's focus on long distance endurance and let's, let's just focus on doing that. And even in there, I find myself like, as we work on the lopes on trails being like, oh, but you should be able to pick up the left lead still, or, oh, but you should be able to do this. And it's like, oh my gosh, like I have to stop myself and be like, wait, she's loping. Can we just be happy that she's in this gate? Because she really does get so stressed about it. And it's because I've put that, that ego and that expectation of like, well, but you should also be able to do this. So when you notice that thought coming up in yourself, like realize, Hey, is that, is that really realistic? Like why, why do you need to be able to do all the things? Like why, why isn't this one thing good enough? And yes, push yourself, but also have those check-ins and be like, Hey, is, is that realistic? And yeah. Is it too much it. too fast? Is it, mm-hmm. you know, are you pushing yourself too hard or are you pushing mm-hmm. yourself enough to, to grow and to grow for the long term, not just short term yeah. growth of like, yeah, you'll be awesome and work out six days a week right now. But then in like three months or five months or whatever, or two weeks, all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, you're back to not ever wanting to work out and hating it because you pushed yourself too far past your limit. So Yeah. Well, and that being said too, I always preach like, look at what you're already doing and let's build on that. Like with my horse, you know, I am looking at what she enjoys. She loves the trail. So why, and she hates arena work. She always has, she, she hates it. (laughs) Um, So it's like, why am I making goals like last, not last year, but two years ago, you know, had the goal of showing her and doing all these things but she hated arena work. And it's like, why would, why did I feel like I needed to push her doing arena work when there's so many avenues I can take her, you know? Cause it's like really like showing was, I, there was no point for me to show like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's a cool goal, goal to do, but I might as well wait until I have a horse that like loves to show to do that. And instead yeah. really build upon Sandy's love of cow work. Like she loves working cows. She loves trails. Like she just comes alive and she just, she loves it. She loves moving when we're out on the trail, but when we're in the arena, she like just wants to stand in one spot and she's just grumpy and she, you know, yeah. shakes her head at me and tries to bite me. And like, she just doesn't <laughs> like it. So it's like, why am I pushing something that's just not going to be good for our relationship? So it's looking at the same thing for any of your pillars. And then if we look at like those pillars, like you said, I have pillars, but they're three and they're broad. I would say pick two to three pillars to work on. I wouldn't do more than three though, more than three. And that just becomes overwhelming. And then there's a lot of things um, like for me, my, my relationship, like I don't have a specific target or goal for that. I just want to continue to make sure it is healthy and that they are good, you know, and that I'm continuing to reach out and, and, and meet new people. Like that's pretty much my goal. So like, it's, it's something that kind of comes in with business and comes in with my horses to do what I want to do with both of those things. I'm going to have to build relationships. It's just part of the deal. 
with with my business like i said it's it's something that is attainable but it is going to put me out of my comfort zone and if your goal does not make you a little tiny bit scared think about changing that goal because you should be just a little tiny bit scared of your goal if you really want to actually grow from it yeah i agree you can't always stay in your comfort zone. And if it doesn't scare you just a little bit, you're probably still staying a little bit too much inside that comfort zone for you to grow in the way you want to grow. So yeah, definitely. It should be a little bit nerve wracking, exciting. <laughs> should make you want to throw up a little bit, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe throwing up is a little bit far, Michaela. <laughs> No, oh, kidding. I don't know, girl. <laughs> the last two weeks with with our podcast launch and everything, it's like, yeah. I mean, have I thrown up? No, but my stomach is definitely having the butterflies. Yeah, for sure. Well, and like speaking of business goals, it's okay some years to have your goal be to to have your plateau, right? To to not like you can't always be in this exponential growth. I mean, anytime you grow and you learn new things, it's it's a hard process, right? And to solidify what you have learned through that growth period, you have to kind of stick with that for a bit, create the habits and the patterns of this new way of being or thinking or uh, behaving, whatever it is that you're doing before you can add on the next step and, and have that growth continue on. So for me this year with my business, I actually don't have a specific goal because over the last few years I've had the goals of start putting on clinics which I've done and I started my first year I started with my clinics at home and then um, last year I had the goal of okay let's start doing clinics elsewhere so I started doing them in Eagle Mountain and in um, Harriman and you know so I did them throughout the state I think I did four of them away from home and um and then I did my first retreat last year. And so this year I have two more retreats coming up, which I'm super stoked about. And then we're starting this podcast and it's, that's enough. You know, that's, if I were to like, okay, I just started doing retreats. Okay. I just started doing this podcast. Okay. Let me add another thing onto this. Like I would get so overwhelmed and I would probably drop at least one of those things, if not all of them, because I would just hit this overload right? Um, so for me, I did not even set a goal for my business this year, other than just my overall focus for, for my, for my life. But I just didn't feel like it was healthy. I'm like, I have enough going. And I, and honestly, I, my relationships were one of the big things that I just was like, that needs to be my focus this year is my family, my kids, my, my husband, and, and have that be something that takes a front seat <laughs> instead of, being like, oh, my family's always here for me and I always love my kids and they love me and stuff and just like having it be okay. It's like, no, I want to have that be something that I put a little bit more energy and effort into. And I mean, not that I don't put effort and energy into my kids and my husband, but um, I definitely tend to get career driven. And like, I'm just so passionate about what I do that it tends to take a front seat a lot of the time. <laughs> so I'm actually really excited for this year that my goal is to focus on my relationships, because I think that will actually help my horsemanship even more as well, just as a side effect <laughs> of working on my relationships. So, yeah, I agree. I love that. And progress 
isn't doesn't always have to be huge growth you know it it can be maintenance and like that's the same in anything like progress for your horses it can be just hey you're just gonna continue to spend time with them because that's what you love like that can be progress right progress doesn't always look like weight loss I feel like that's when you stop it's you get to that point where you lose the weight and you stop everything and it's like that's when you end up gaining all the way back and then you you get back into that cycle and it's like if we could just switch that to where progress is also maintenance progress is also growth like for me this year it's yeah has it been annoying yes but like I have probably put on about 15 pounds but I've also really focused on growing my strength, growing my muscle, really focusing on mental health. And, you know, the 15 pounds for me isn't that huge because that's 15 pounds from photo shoot lean, which is nothing <laughs> when you think about it that way. But um, but it can be frustrating because we are conditioned to think that weight loss is the only kind of progress there is when it comes to our bodies. And it's not. There are so many other things like for me right now, progress with my body is just being functional. Can I can I ride my horse for six hours straight and feel good and feel like I can go for another six hours? Can I lift 600 pounds and feel healthy and good and strong at that can I be flexible enough to do some of my low level vaulting moves and really looking at that and realizing like you know what it doesn't we don't always have to change our bodies it's just yeah just like you said it's just finding that plateau and and realizing that the plateaus are progress and sometimes the dips are progress too honestly <laughs> yeah. like you can get those high highs and sometimes those high highs are not what you need to do you know and so losing a little bit and then plateauing is the way to go and I feel like I feel like it's very rare where you hit a high and then plateau from there I feel like there's going to be a dip of some sort and then you're going <laughs> to plateau there like and and then it really does look like kind of a up and down step movement but as long as the trajectory the trajectory is is going upwards then you're good, you know, like long-term yeah. trajectory over the course of your life, not the course of every day or the course of every year, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and failure is such a huge part of progress too, which I think is one of the things that we don't talk about either. You know, you try this new thing and maybe part of it, you, you failed in part of it or all of it, but with that failure, did you realize, okay, that goal was a, a bad goal or was there just something I should have done differently to achieve that goal, right? And so it's that failure, like we talked about kind of in our interviews, right? We both kind of had issues with fear of failure. Do you, do you let that fear stop you or do you learn from it? Is that fear enabling you to grow even more because what did you learn when you did fail? So, and sometimes it is like, <laughs> like I failed, um, when I first bought Freya, uh, my horse, she, I wanted to futurity her in cow horse events. And I was working under a, a trainer friend of mine that lives near here. And he was helping me out a little bit with her and I'd never competed in the cow horse events. And so I didn't, I didn't know how to prep a horse for futurity. It was my first time. And then of course, Freya was young and she was just two at the time as I'm prepping her for this. And and um, 
I ended up pushing her so hard to get lead changes, flying lead changes, that she would kick out and just get so pissy with me. And, um, and she just wasn't progressing as quickly as I thought she should to be ready for futurity, right? So I actually made the decision to not take her to futurity. Um, and it was the best decision I ever made. So like I failed at that, right? I didn't take her to futurity. But what I learned through that was, first of all, I should have probably taken a horse and competed in cow horse events with a horse that knew what, what it was doing. <laughs> um, an older horse, possibly maybe borrow somebody's or something and been in it a little bit. So I knew a little bit more about it. But the other thing, major thing that I learned through it was I actually don't like prepping horses for futurity. Um, I don't feel like it's good for such a young horse's mindset. I started Freya when she was a long yearling. So she was two months away from being two which I really am not a fan of doing that anymore. I don't like starting them that young. Um, and I wish I would have waited. So like with her baby, I bred her. And with her baby Zaya, I'm not going to be riding her till she's three. Um, so there was a lot that I learned through it um, of, of how hard I was willing to push a horse and, and if it was even worth it. You know, to me, it was is that if I were to even go and compete and, you know, hypothetically, this wouldn't happen when, you know, make money on her, get first place or even second or third, would that have been worth fighting with her and just pushing her so hard because she was, she was done. She just was one of those horses that mentally was, was saying, no, like this, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just, it, it's not worth getting that gold medal or getting that if, if my horse is pissy with me all the time. Kind of like you were saying with Sandy in the arena, like I didn't want her to be unhappy with me. So I actually just completely dropped working on flying lead changes for months because I was like, we need a do-over with this and I need some distance between this so that I can work through it myself and, and you know, try and find better skills myself, but also just to give us some space between that because she really was just so so angry about it like she was so mad and um it was so cool I sent you a Marco Polo about it a couple months ago uh where I was bringing her back after having her baby and I hadn't ridden her since she was about five-ish months pregnant um she kind of started letting me know like uh -uh, I'm uncomfortable so I I didn't ride her after that and and um I was riding her probably a month ago or so. And so she would have been seven months postpartum and was riding her around and she was just having fun and feeling good. And, and, um, I was like, okay, like you're moving your body while well, you're moving your hips and your shoulders and everything. So let's set you up for a flying change and see what you do. And boom, no swishing of the tail, no anything. She just switched beautifully. And like, I was ecstatic. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, because for her to be able to number one, feel good about it, but also willingly do it for me and just her body be so moldable. It was just the coolest thing. And that to me, 10 times better than any medal I could win with her. So it's, it, and it's, it's just something that I learned through that quote unquote failure of not getting her to futurity was 
was to be able to learn how to have a better relationship with her, how to really look into what do I actually want? Do I want to go and, and compete and, and futurity horses and become a show trainer? And I actually found out through the process that no, actually, that's not the goal that I want anymore. So my goal shifted and that's okay too, for your goals to shift. When you look at that and you look at that mindset you had there, it would have been so, so easy for you to have been like, well, I just suck at it. I'm not, I'm a sucky trainer because I can't fraternity a horse because that's what all these trainers are doing. And obviously I, I suck as, as a trainer, right? You could have easily gone down that road and you could have easily lost yourself in self-pity and you could have like completely just demolished everything. But the ability you had to be able to look at that and then ask yourself questions and say, hey, like, let's look at this. Why? Why don't I want this? Why isn't this working? Why doesn't this feel right? And now it's led you into other areas where, man, you've just blossomed, like with your clinics and your retreats and and everything. Like you've just really like, it just fits you, right? Like you're just, you're doing so well at those things. If any of you guys are going through the same thing, just challenge yourself. Like I challenge you, like ask yourself why, why isn't it working? Yeah. Why, why doesn't it feel right? Cause and why do you want this? Yeah. Why do you want That's it? That's a big one. <laughs> Cause sometimes you do want it because everyone else wants it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, you know, it's, you know, every other trainer is doing this with their horse or every other so-and-so is doing this with their fitness or who, whatever else it is in your life with their career. So-and-so is moving up into this position. Like I should go for that position. Okay. Is that really what you want? Why do you want that? Mm-hmm. So, No, I love that exactly. Because if you don't have a why to back that up, a why that's about you and about growth, not about other people. If it's, if that why isn't set up, like you're gonna, you're setting yourself up for failure anyways. So I do love that. And I feel like any whys where it's well, because so-and-so is doing that, that tells you, Hey, you've got a little bit of imposter syndrome that you need to work through there. And like, to be quite honest, most of the whys of what I do with my horses, it's because I feel like I need to, to be an authority, to have people look at me as an authority. This is what I need to do in the horse world. And every little bit of what I do or what I have done in the horse world has stemmed a little bit from the imposter syndrome. Like the things where I've pushed myself and then have failed and pushed myself and then have failed. It's always because I did it because I felt imposter syndrome, not because it was something that actually fit me and fit what I actually wanted to do and fit my vision of everything. And when I realized that, cause like any, any showing goal I have ever had, I have never been a show person. I, don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the nerves leading up to it. I don't enjoy prepping the horse for a show. I don't enjoy kind of the stress that it brings to the partnership with you and your horse. I don't enjoy the show environment. I don't enjoy it when people are angry about things, you know, so I just, for me, it's like, well, why do I keep every year, you know, for probably six years, I had a goal of I'm going to show, I'm going to show, I'm going to show. And every year I didn't. And it's like, when I really look back at that, it's like, it's kind of the same thing as you. It's like, you know, it just doesn't fit me. Like that is not what I want. You know, my endurance goal is more because it's like, no, I, I really enjoy doing that. And I really want to connect with other people in this way, because that's, I make my best friends trail riding, right? That's, and that's, when I have like 
spirituality is when I'm on the trails. That's when I'm like just closest to myself and my horse. And that's why I have the goal of doing the long distance riding. It, it I have, do not care. Like I would just love to finish, but I do not care what that looks like. You know, I just, I want my horse to enjoy herself. I want to be able to meet new people. I want to have friends and that's it. You know, it has nothing to do with looking good or have, or being an authority. Um, so kind of look at things too. And I mean, being an authority and looking good isn't a bad thing either, but there has to be more to it than just looking good to other people, you know, cause you do have to build authority. You do need to make sure, like, especially if you're running a business, you have to have authority if you're going to have a thriving business, but the base of that, like the base why of that cannot stem from what so-and-so thinks, because that's when like those keyboard warriors are going to tear you down. And when they tear you down, you're going to stop. So if you notice yourself, like you get a negative comment and you're like, okay, well, I'm not doing that anymore because that sucked. That's like, okay, well, your why was about what Susie thought. It was, had nothing to do about what you actually wanted. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause people are always going to make you question yourself, whether it's on the internet or in person, there will be the naysayers, right? Or the people that tell you you're doing it wrong, or you're doing the wrong thing, or, you know, you're failing at it, or whatever they're going to say. And if you have that really strong why, you will be able to power through that. And it still might be uncomfortable and hard, and it might make you question yourself. But as you question yourself, and you come back to your why, then you'll be able to pull through it if that why is a really strong why. But again, if that why is just really weak or based off of of other people's thoughts of you or or other people's goals that really you didn't have a strong why for, then you're going to get torn down a lot easier. So that why is just so, so, so important. Yeah, exactly. So your goals this year, mainly relationship-based, do you have any more or are you focused 100% on relationships? Um, just mainly relationships. Uh, I guess, <laughs> I guess you could call it a goal. <laughs> um, I am stepping back from cult starting this year. So um, <laughs> I guess I should say halfway through the year. I have a few long term clients that I am helping them out with one last horse this spring. Um, so I have, ooh, let's see, four, four horses that'll be cult starts. Um, and then I'm going to uh, downsize. So I'm going to go to taking only two horses after that um, so that I can focus on me, my relationships with my horses and, and my work with my horses, my own horsemanship. Uh, so working on more advanced maneuvers um, and then just working with that, that long-term training, right? So the the few horses that I will have, they're going to be the six month minimum of, I really want to work hand in hand with the owner, with the horse and, and get them working on that, that connection, that communication and doing all of that. So it's kind of, I guess, a quote unquote backwards goal because I am, I'm downsizing. Right. But it's because of that goal of, of wanting the relationships and the connection stuff to take more of a front seat and more of the like showing and, and, the the task driven you know time limits on everything type of training I want that to kind of back off of it <laughs> and I don't know I have had a little bit of a rough time balancing moving out of my old style of training of a lot of 
that again task driven um, X, Y, and Z complete these things in this amount of time, and then being able to focus on that connection work because I I can't fully focus on that connection work yet, and I think that's what's been a little frustrating for me this year is there are times when I know for the horse's benefit with certain horses that they need me to slow down for them to stay mentally happy, present, willingly working for me. But then the demands of the type of training that I do with a lot of this cult starting is I do have very limited time. And so it's really been hard for me to balance that. And, and I haven't always done a good job of it. I tend to revert back to my those that task driven state and and go back to quote unquote real world horsemanship right instead of the connection based horsemanship and it's kind of been hard for me to to go back and forth especially when I do see that that stuff that I I really feel like when we should slow down and so that's a big thing that's been driving me to to shift things is so that I can really 100% shape myself and my horse training behaviors and patterns and things into relationship-based training and really caring about the horse and the mindset of the horse because your average everyday horse person doesn't want to show a horse you know there there are those people that do want those and, and that was my goal for a while was to try and get into that and and um even after i stopped doing the um the cow horse training i did ranch riding and Freya and I got some first places in that at our local shows. And, and that was definitely a lot of fun. And, and ranch riding, if you do want to like branch into the show world, that's the, the best one to get into. It's, it's a lot lower key, especially if you're at your local shows. Um, but yeah, I just, I really just kind of want to drop that, that high expectation, that high, all of that and, and be able to to shift those patterns because yeah thus thus far the patterns of my old horsemanship and like kind of the new way I'm wanting to take things have been back and forth a bit and which which makes it hard to really make new habits because then I go back to the old ones and then come back to the new ones um depending on the horse and how much time I feel like I still have left with them on their their docket right how much you know we have x amount of days until you need to go home so yeah and and the word that I chose as my focus to really help remind me of my why this year is actually a South African term and I might butcher this so I'm sorry if there's anyone that knows this language I think it's Zulu is the language um, but the word is sawabona and it's a greeting that they have in that language and it essentially means I'll just quote this um, it's from exploringyourmind.com and it says sawabona means all my attention is with you. I see you and I allow myself to discover your needs, to see your fears, to identify your mistakes and accept them. I accept you for what you are and you are part of me. So that word to me is just to, to really encompass everything of being present, being myself and allowing others to be themselves. And yes, pushing each other enough for growth, but, but to to just be there, to show up, to, to be a part of each other and to value each other, even with our mistakes and, and with our shortcomings and all of that. So it was just something that, that I felt was helpful through my business, through my personal life, uh, with my horses, with my kids, 
something that really would help me become the person that I want to be over time. So I love that. I feel like that word goes exactly hand in hand with your overarching goal for this year. Like, I see you. I want to be with you. I know. I see you. I understand you. Like, I love that. That's awesome. And what a unique word. (laughs) I know. Well, and I had heard someone say, oh, I can't remember. Oh, it's, um, duh, it's namaste. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a similar, um, similar meaning, but I just really loved the, like, I, I read oodles and oodles of articles about this word because I was like, is this really the word, the word that's going to be like my word for this year? And, and it was just so interesting to read the, the history behind this word and what it all means. And then even the responses that people have to that word, which kind of goes with it. So, mm-hmm. so if someone says sawabona, which is the greeting of like, I see you, um, the common response is sakona, which is, um, oh, I don't have it pulled up here. It's something like, I am here to be seen, is essentially, or I am seen. So there's the I see you, and then there's the I am seen. And I really like the other end of that as well, because it's like, like with our podcast, I'm letting people see a lot of me (laughs) right with this Mm -hmm. podcast. And so it's, but like, it's intimidating to, to really put yourself out there like that and to, to talk for as long as we talk and have people hear all of our opinions and our thoughts and, and things that, you know, in a month or two months or a year or two years could be different we might have different opinions then and so it's I guarantee you will have different opinions oh yeah right 100% (laughs) so it's it's intimidating to put that out there but it's like to let people just see me and to be me and to have that be okay and Mm -hmm. yeah so I just I love I love everything about that so I'm like this might even just be a thing for like every day and every year and always is (laughs) like can we have something like this in English (laughs) I love that. Well, we do. It's I see you. I know. <laughs> it's not one word, but it is a phrase. Yeah. No, so. I love that. And honestly, I'm just so proud of like the movement you're doing forward, like with your business, with what you're doing, because, you know, I've been there. I've, I've been watching you and it's going to be really fun to see what you accomplish with this because you have been so frustrated at the fact that you are boxed in, like, with other people's egos and with timelines and with everything. And I'm really, really excited to see what you accomplish without the box. Being yeah. able to just actually be the trainer you want to be. It's going to be amazing to see what you're able to accomplish. Cause the horses that have been more long-term for you are amazing, right? Like the connection that they have, the amount of work that you're able to do with them, the amount of care that they get is like above and beyond what you would expect. I feel like from a trainer that when you send your horse to, and so it's going to be really, really cool to see that. And I have to say, I'm super excited for your retreats, (laughs) your (laughs) retreats, make sure I like enunciate that. But I went to Camry's retreat last year as a participant and, uh, speaker I guess you call me speaker um it was super wonderful it's one of those I'm like hey I can't wait till you can build it up to it's like a two-week long retreat because (laughs) it's just like was not long enough it was so amazing so definitely plugging for those this year because you've got three or is it two just two yeah one in June and one in August yeah oh guys if you can go 
go. Like it was well worth it. You get to relax with your horses. You get to really meet some amazing women. It was just so fun to connect with all the women there and to have it be in a relaxed environment. Um, Cause I've been to some retreats where it's like, man, by the end of it, I almost feel sick because there's like so much that we have to do and everything was scheduled mm. out. And it's like, okay, go listen and sit for six hours and listen to the speaker and then do this. It was not like that at all. It was so relaxed. Like even as the speaker, it was just, we got to sit around the campfire and I got to just, you know, talk about what I wanted to do in a real way versus having to give like some formal presentation. And we were like able to discuss things and just really connect with each other and then go and ride whenever we wanted. Plus we had guided trail rides and it was just so nice. It was just rejuvenating. I came back from that retreat being like, <laughs> oh my gosh, okay, I, I, I can do stuff now, you know? <laughs> so I'm super excited. Not, I'm plugging her, but also plugging her because it really is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, and my goal with it was to have that environment of, of peace and not of like run, 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 go, go, go. Like that's what we're trying to get away from, right? <laughs> is the go, go, go of life. Um, and just be able to relax and connect and, and, and be in nature. And I just, I love that I found this location because it's, there's no cell service. So it takes away all of that distraction and, and there's, it's just so amazing to be up in there and, and the yoga in the mornings. I know you're not a morning person, but I loved that just being able to wake up and be like, oh my gosh, see the, the sun coming through the trees and, and um, yeah, so I'm glad that it went the way I wanted it to go. It went a lot smoother than I thought for my first one. I thought mm -hmm. I might have a few more kinks and things. And, and there were a couple small things that I'm, I'm going to improve for the next ones, but overall, I think it was just amazing. And like you said, rejuvenating. So that's why I'm like, yeah. yep. I'm going to keep doing them because I enjoyed it and I'm pretty sure everyone else did. So, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And again, just that ability to just connect with other women. I miss that so much, like living in the boondocks where I live. <laughs> so <laughs> being able to just have that space where it's like, wow, like I can connect and, and talk and just have people, but it was, it was crazy when we really started talking about everybody's different stories and, I remember telling you at one point, I'm like, man, sitting around that fire, I feel like we're all telling the same story in different ways. Like mm -hmm. we all have very similar stories. It just has come about different ways. And, mm -hmm. and it was really amazing to realize that and to listen and to be like, wow, like you're just, we're not alone. No one is alone. We're all walking the same path. We're just doing it differently. Um, and that was really helpful for me last year. So I'm really, <laughs> I'm really excited for those and to see where, where you take those as well, because I think you just have a gift for those. It was super fun. <laughs> well, good. I have come a long way opening up to people. <laughs> I used to be very, hide that away. Don't show my vulnerable side. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Well, it's been fun to watch your growth just from the day one that I met you to today. And when it helps that you and I just got really close too. but there's been a lot of growth because I was there when you were still trying to fraternity um, Freya, you know, and watching you make that process and changing, changing your mind around that. And then I was there when you started getting into more like kind of woo -woo? the soft yeah woo woo like the <laughs> the softer side of training the the connection work and 
and all of that and, and changing your mind around that. And, and so it's fun to watch this too. And it was fun to watch you like figure out the retreat and figure out how you wanted to do that and what it was going to look like and to be able to talk to you about that and just to watch your growth. It's so fun. It's so fun to watch. Cause I know sometimes when you are in it yourself, it's hard to notice that, but you've grown a lot over the last, what, two years, three years, three years. When did we meet? It had to have been in the middle of COVID. I feel like so three yeah. years. Yeah. Something like that. So it's been, it's been really fun to watch your growth throughout the years and to just kind of be a watcher and just watch as your mind turns with different ideas too. It's, <laughs> it's super fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm growing. You are growing. Like a little plant. I know we're all growing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when it's like, look back and notice that like, even mm-hmm. though this transition, like you said, it feels like you're going backwards, but you're not. If you really look at that and you, and you list all your wins, this is a huge win for you because you're freeing yourself, you know, like I just, what you're doing right now to me, there's no way that I can think of it. That is you going backwards. Like you are giving yourself a situation to succeed better. Yeah. No, you're not going backwards. (laughs) Yeah. um, So funny, the different perspectives too. When I talk to Larry about it, he's supportive of anything I want to do. And he's like, but his his first response was, so you want to stop making money? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, I'm still going to do retreats and I'm going to do clinics and I'm (laughs) I'm just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make it work. Yeah. But yeah, like that was his first thing is like, what? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and he, like, he's you so need to do it, logically you do it. minded. Like he's so like, uh-huh. I don't know. He, the way that he thinks that you've told me, he's so mm-hmm. logically minded that of course that would be his first response. Be like, I know. let's take the emotion out of this. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that's exactly it. He's like, but this doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Like you have a a successful business that is all word of mouth like you don't have to advertise anything people are coming to you and you want to like stop doing what you're doing mm-hmm. <laughs> like well yeah my goals have changed mm-hmm. <laughs> well and the biggest thing though is like you're not stopping you're just shifting yeah. and the beautiful thing is is you're going to be able because of what you're doing and the way that you're going to be able to be training you're going to attract those people who want that, who care about their horses. Like, like I can name off a few horses that you've had for a while. Like you're going to attract more people like that, who want you to finish their horses, who want a horse that has connection that isn't shut down mentally. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to get that kind of people. And that's going to be really, really amazing to, to just watch you be able to flourish with those horses. Like I guarantee you, you're still going to have a wait list. Like it's just, it's going to be amazing. This is my positive friend vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Here's all the, all the magic woo coming from (laughs) exactly like pushing the energy through the screen. Uh, and then there's that (laughs) we'll edit that out (laughs) Ah, that's just us it's fine (laughs) no I'm I'm super excited for everything we've got going this year it's gonna be amazing me too yay yes no it's it's gonna be great because like I said I've I'm starting this group coaching program for horsewomen that I am so beyond excited for because 
I need it as much as the people who are coming to me need it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a way for me to have like your retreat group, but people I really get to actively help and and hopefully get going on their goals and, and help them really achieve it, but also create that community that I'm really missing. Um, so I'm super excited for that this year. If you want to join the group, go look at my website. It's on there under the group coaching thing. It'll tell you all about it or message me. Um, but doors will be closing on the January 14th. So after January 14th, enrollment will end until the next phase, which is I'm planning right now to do it every three months. And you will like the people who want to stay in can stay in for as long as they want. And but we won't be accepting new people and till the next phase. So doors close on the 14th. If you want to join that, let me know. Check it out on my website. And yeah, I'm super excited for it. Really awesome. excited for what we've got going on this year, Camry. Nervous <laughs> is all get out, but <laughs> well, and just a little plug here for Michaela too, because she is my coach. If you want a coach that's going to help you stay balanced with all of it through your life, like I said, the mindset and the physical hit Michaela up. <laughs> She's <Thank> awesome. <laughs> Thanks. No, I, I love what I do. And I'm definitely really wanting to work with more and more horsewomen because that is, that is who I connect with. That is who I'm passionate about. And I'm really excited for the phases I've got going on this year. Um, and what's coming up. It's, it's always amazing. It's scary. And it's like, man, is this really even gonna like work? I don't know, but we'll see, you know, we're sure gonna try. So <laughs> we're gonna make it work. Yes, exactly. Well, do you have anything else you want to add before we just close off? No, I think just wishing all of our listeners good luck with their goals or their focuses or anything they have going on in their year. So Hopefully they have all the exciting things happening too. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Hopefully this was helpful for you guys. And as you look through your year and want to plan out your own or this next year. So we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Horsewoman Project. If you have a story to tell, please email us at thehorsewomanproject at gmail.com. Links to both of our websites, social pages, and emails will be added to the show notes, as well as any links that are mentioned or contact information for our guests. Talk to you next week.